Everybody, welcome to Chan's Logic episode 26. It's been a really fun journey doing the podcast and a couple of my good friends that I've been friends with for the past probably like 700 years are introducing a couple of pretty incredible entrepreneurs. Uh, John here is incredibly handsome, so we wanted his face on camera. They're uh, coming out with they've come out with a couple of new op, new products. They have a bunch of companies and I wanted to bring them on and talk about the journey to what they're doing now and how they got there. All of that. So let's uh, you guys introduce yourselves a little bit. We'll start with Brandon and then we'll talk to John. How's it going everybody? I'm Brandon Charleston. Um, been uh, in the Air Force uh, almost 14 years now and uh, from Reno, Nevada. That's how I know Chandler. My um, good friend over here, John. Uh, we basically met because uh, we were enemies slash uh, friends because uh, I was an Air Force recruiter and he was a Marine recruiter. Um, and uh, that's, that's it. Uh, yeah, I live here in Utah now where I'm stationed at. Uh, I'm currently working on uh, F-35s as a crew chief uh, for the time being. So I go reserves, uh, which will be January. And uh, yeah, glad to be here. Yeah, that's exciting. Glad to have you here. All right, John, let's talk about you. John's the pretty one of the bunch. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you. flatter yourself, John. <laughs> My head's getting bigger. <laughs> yeah, look how big. he's so excited. Um, so I'm John Reyes. Um, I'm the owner of uh, CrossFit Valley Springs. It's a small gym in Northern California, a real small town. Um, I'm also an active duty Marine Corps, which I'm on recruiting duty currently. Um, and I've been in about uh, 12 years or so. Like Brandon said, uh, we met a while back, about the same time we met Chandler. And, uh, you know, uh, Brandon and I really clicked. Um, you know, we're kind of best buds at this point, and we've uh, all our business ventures we started together, and it's been a very uh, um, a good friendship slash partnership. So, um, pretty pretty stoked, pretty excited. Thank you very much for having us, uh, Chandler. Really appreciate the opportunity. Uh, very very uh, humbled uh, by you having us as your guests. Yeah, for sure. My uh, my biggest goal is to not only talk about how we can build our businesses, market our businesses. This is over time, but at the same time, it's to help the people who I know who are doing a good job and who are pushing towards that goal of achieving the dream that they want to see. And you guys are doing it. So let's, we'll talk about that journey a little bit. So take me through where you guys, how you guys came up with the concept of the product. First, let's explain what the product is you guys are coming out with. And let's talk about the journey and how we got there and how we designed it and all of that good stuff. So all Brandon right. has it right, right here, it looks like. Yeah, I have uh all three of them, actually. Well, uh, I'm sure John has his OD green. Um, all right, so there it is. <laughs> you come armed, <laughs> armed and ready. Right. So uh, I'll start off, John, if you don't mind. Um, basically, uh, the concept that came up, you know, as we said, uh, we've been friends through this uh, for a while, and uh, you know, we we all met obviously through the CrossFit uh, industry and fitness and. Um, Basically, how it came about was the idea anyway, was uh, I was coaching CrossFit a lot when I was stationed in uh, Denver, Colorado, and uh, it was a lot of times it was very early mornings, uh, we 4.30 a.m. class, uh, because in Denver, uh, it gets real busy real quick, so with traffic and all that, we got an early class. So I used to coach uh, early mornings, and of course, you know, got to be up extra early to be on time, so I would uh, usually... Uh, have my coffee or pre-workout 
and then I would have a big old water bottle and then, uh, you know, obviously your post-workout shake. Uh, so what I would do to get a workout in is I would show up, you know, of course, everybody's got their coffee and then, uh, I would come in with my bag and especially during the winter, you just have all types of gear and bottles just for days. And I'd go in there and, uh, I'd do my quick workout. And then of course I coach my class. And then before I know it, you know, my, my bag and dishes, uh, were full, there's things full and, and I was just thinking, like, there's just there's got to be a better way. Uh, so I went to work, and uh, I remember the exact phone call that I uh, made to John. You know, I was obviously, uh, you know, we talk all the time, but I just told him, like, hey, you know, w- what if we could just condense all this? And uh, you know, I I searched online, and I couldn't find anything that you know would uh, combine all of them because you know usually put your coffee in a tumbler or something that is specialized with you know hot liquids uh you know your your protein shake you have usually you know like a blender bottle or something like that which they all work great uh, but you're not gonna put coffee in a blender bottle at least most people wouldn't and obviously your water bottle you don't your water bottle is your water bottle you don't put coffee in your water bottle or your protein in your water bottle because you just don't do that um so uh, so yeah, we just started talking and then we're like, well, it needs to be collapsible because, you know, we travel a lot, especially as recruiters, uh, um, or even, you know, any, anybody for that matter. And we like, okay, well, there's no such thing as a collapsible shaker bottle. And so, uh, basically John and I, you know, we thought about it. Uh, we, we kept looking and looking and looking, couldn't find a damn thing uh, in Amazon, Google, uh, anywhere. I mean, obviously there's sources for days uh but we couldn't find anywhere anything uh we even searched alibaba we're like well shoot i mean if it's anywhere it's on alibaba i mean that's right (laughs) so um so we uh we just did a little bit of research and we're like you know well hey let's make one let's just let's just try it you know so uh we basically uh started off with a patent search uh so we got in touch with uh some IP attorneys and a design company. Uh, yeah, obviously, we compiled up. Uh, always got that idea, and then you want to kind of protect it and whatnot, which is, I mean, I don't think anybody doesn't do that. Um, so we started talking about our idea and uh, started, you know, getting the process going. Uh, we did a patent search, and obviously, it's a very crowded space when it comes to hydration bottles. Um, we found a lot of uh, similar ones, you know, obviously with the collapsible containers, if you will. Um, really hit the target that we were looking for um so we just started uh you know putting our we we put together the features uh that we were looking for and uh, i'll have john talk about that in a moment but we started putting all those together uh what was important for us uh we started asking other people like hey what would you what would you like in it um you know we're obviously military so we like the durable as you can imagine um it also takes a lot of time uh you know actually we've been in this game now for uh, two years which it seems similar to years but it's actually come back quick um so We've gone through a multiple prototypes. They're all sitting in my basement, you know, sitting out there. You know, with our backers, I'll definitely be showing you know journeys and stuff like that of where we, how far we've come, and why it took so long for 
us, in our opinion, to actually launch our Kickstarter because Matt and I we wanted to do this right. We wanted to make sure it was time that it actually lost the Kickstarter. We wanted to uh, take this as far as we possibly could. Uh, just John and I, which uh, 100% has all been organically funded uh, out of our pockets. Um, you know, we started a Fortified Nation, a clothing company, uh, to kind of help bootstrap that. And that's become a little bit of a brand uh, as far as that goes. And obviously, you know, if you can create a brand and turn a dollar, well, you know, that's something that we reinvested into the project to keep it going. So that's worked thus far. Uh, but here we are today. And, you know, uh, basically, we've already uh, put half down our tooling. And uh, so that's going as we speak on the back end. And then, of course, we launched the Kickstarter uh, to help us with the other side of the tooling, as well as, uh, you know, the fulfillments and uh, getting that initial inventory. So, yeah, that's exciting. So you you had a comment on there that I think it's a simple comment, but it has such a big connotation associated with it. You, were, you said we had an idea and we just did it. Uh, so when you look at 99 percent of the world, they have an idea and they just never do anything. Um, so they people just continue on and wish they would have done it and you guys did it but then the big thing behind that as well is just doing it isn't just a simple sentence it's a two-year journey it's it's fun at times it's horrifying at times sometimes it's indifferent sometimes it's a roller coaster so talk a little bit about um some of the what are some of the struggles you guys had along the way because i know a lot of we get this idea in entrepreneurship that it's this like thing where you ride with unicorns in the clouds, but in reality, you got to eat a little bit of dirt first before you can ride the unicorn. Absolutely. Yeah. John, do you want to talk about that? Yeah. Yeah. Let me, uh, <laughs> he seems pumped to talk about this. <laughs> um, He's like, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, All right, pretty boy, go. <laughs> oh. oh, you're good. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, it, it's funny. Uh, before this morning, before I was uh, heading over to the house here, uh, my wife and I were talking, and I was uh, reminiscing to the conversation, the phone conversation that Brandon and I had um, when he kind of approached me, like, "Hey, man, like I got all these water bottles. I go to the gym. My bag's overfilled. You know, like we got to come up with a better solution." And um, on the counter, we had one of those uh, Tupperware containers that were collapsible. And uh, as soon as he said that, I saw that sitting on the counter and uh, the two things just kind of combined. And it was just like, you know, I just, I had this feeling in me that I just had to go with, you know, go with it and go with my uh, gut feeling. And so um, kind of along the lines of, you just gotta, you just gotta do it. I just kind of, it was like the right moment, you know? Um, and I just kind of went with it. And, um, you know, it's crazy uh, to think like, you know, here we are, you know, we have a collapsible uh, protein shaker. So, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's been a lot of ups and downs. Uh, I think the hardest part and, you know, 99% of people, you know, um, will have an idea and they just never go, they just never do it uh, because it's so scary uh, for financial reasons. Um, you know, there's, there's a, a hundred reasons why you shouldn't, uh, you know, take that jump. Um, you know, uh, but I, I feel like, you know, we just, it was a thing, uh, a point in our lives. We just kind of, Brandon and I just came together and we just had to, you know, had to get it done. So, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's been ups and, ups and downs. I think the hardest part has been the financial part. You know, Brandon and I have funded this, 
100% out of our pockets you know, up until this point. So, um, you know, that's been the scary thing. You know, I got bills to pay just like everyone else. You know, I run a business. I'm an active table, but I don't make a lot of money. And, uh, you know, that was the, the hardest part for me, the whole financial piece. So, I, I don't know, Brandon, what, was that the same for you? Or kind of what was uh, what was the scariest part for you initially? It was, it was, I'd have to say a lot of it, you know, comes definitely with the financial aspect, you know, because that's, that's a large reason why majority of businesses, uh, especially in the first two years, they don't succeed is uh, for financial reasons, you know? Um, and that's why for me, I'm thankful that it has taken us this long uh, thus far. And uh, so I, I, you know, as far as the struggles come, and then this, you know, struggles is all relative. You know, to one person, it could be easy. To the next person, it could be, uh, you know, uh, halting. Um, and uh, I feel like in a lot of ways, I don't know about you, John, but for me, uh, the tempo, as far as our experience in being in recruiting duty, especially for the military, what would normally seem a challenge for most is another daily thing for us. I'll give you an example. Uh, let's say you have a million things that you have to do in one particular day and, you know, you have your plan. Uh, you know, it's just like, uh, what's his name? Mike Tyson said, you know, everybody has a plan to get punched in the face. And that's, that's right. so true because nothing goes as planned. You have to have an idea and you have an And the big, the big word here is execution. The, the thing is, is you can have a plan and yeah, you get punched in the face and then what do you do? You know, it, it's, there's, it's almost expected. You're, you're going to get challenged. You're going to be, uh, you have, it is a large, it is a very, very steep uh, uphill climb when it comes to that. And you don't even know where the summit is. You don't even know where the top of the mountain is. You may never get there, but you know what? If you're, if you get comfortable being uncomfortable, meaning if you are on a very, you know, very steep hike and you're just in pain, you know, think about the hardest workout you've ever done. You're just in pain. You just kind of want to quit, but you know, you're not going to thing is, is, you know, like most people say, it's like, if you, you know, if you quit, it lasts forever. Uh, pain is temporary. You know, it can last for a minute, an hour or a day or even a year, but eventually it will subside. That's uh, one of the most motivational speeches that's ever been ever told. Um, but for me, it really comes down to uh, assessing the situation when you do it, when you are faced with it, uh, you know, finances. Okay, how much is this going to cost? Well, I hate, I hate to say it, but eventually, John, I just become numb to it. What started off as, oh, it's a, you know, $500 patent search. Like, oh, damn, 500? <laughs> That's, you know, initially we're like, oh, shit. But then it becomes like, okay, well, we need to pay two grand for this and 8000 for a patent and, and all these things and next phases. And then, we, you know, you spend 2000 on a prototype. You wait two months for it to come in the mail. You get in the mail and it's not it. It, it doesn't suit exactly the idea so we're like all right well shit back to the drawing board there's another 2000 so eventually become comfortable being comfortable. and that's the thing about it is 
in my experience, you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. You have to be willing to yeah have a plan in mind. But when you get punched in the face, what are you going to do? And that's that's yeah. why to me we've gone we've gotten to the point we have is because we've we've got punched in the face. We're like okay, <laughs> let's think about it and <laughs> let's keep it going. <laughs> Yeah, that's huge. You find more often than not, and when you start something as an entrepreneur, when you're starting a business, that it's just like you're saying, it's not sunshine and gumdrops out there. You're going to have an idea and a plan. And by the time it's complete and finished two years from now, it's going to be 100% different than what you thought it was when you started. And uh, nothing ever goes the way you want it to. You always end up using plan H. So there, there isn't even a plan C. You have to, you have to think way beyond that. Like, what happens when this fails seventeen times? How do I pivot shift? How do I adjust? Adjust? How do I swallow my pride and realize maybe I'm not always right? And these other people have things to offer. And then you also find like you have to leverage your strengths. We talk about this a lot. So number one, like you were saying, is execute. If you don't actually do anything, you're never going to get anywhere. Number two is being consistent. So after you execute, actually following through with it, not letting it fail. And then after that, we have to make sure we leverage our strengths. And so when, when you guys work together, it's, it's huge when we learn and understand what we're good at. And then we find someone who picks up the slack to where we're not good at something. Um, so maybe it's like, we don't know how to do marketing. So we hire someone for marketing, or maybe we don't know, we need a CFO for finances or something like that. So we always find people who can leverage what we're not good at. Have you guys done that in, in this journey? Yeah. So uh, I'll chime in. If you don't mind, John, I'll let you. So. For me, um, that is the difference is you never want to stop learning. Uh, you know, I've, I've read a lot of books. I've listened to a lot of podcasts. Uh, and for me, it comes down to, you know, even the smallest things. Like I have a three-month-old and a three-year-old. So when I'm home, it's, you know, it's daddy time and it, or it's business time. And it, it's, I, there's never, ever a moment where, you know, it's sitting on the couch. And I mean, you got to find that time too. but it's balance. And so the way I've found for me is when I'm driving to work, you know, I won't listen to music. I'll actually just listen to a podcast. So any, you know, we're talking five, 15 minutes, whatever your commute is, if you have a long commute, well, even more the better, you know, you're going to be in a car, you might as well learn something. So it's really just, you know, searching and searching and researching and reading things, uh, you know, learn something new every day that you didn't know before. If you don't know how to market, well, Go to YouTube. How do you market? Well, watch this podcast. You know, there's a lot of them out there. Um, there's there's always a at a point now to where it is ridiculously easy because we have so many resources that can feed you knowledge. Like it, you know, obviously college is there, but you you don't need to sign up for a college class anymore, really, to learn something. There's plenty of info out there, like Linda University of YouTube, as I like to call it. Uh, all sorts yeah. of stuff. Literally, you can find everything, and not everything is credible, obviously. But if you have common sense and you have a real, true entrepreneurship uh, mindset, then you'll find what you want. You'll find it. You just got to go get exactly. It. That's huge, and you figure you also find out too that there's a ton of information out there, and all of this information is technically theoretical because it hasn't been tested in exactly what you're doing. So you consume all this information. You compile all this information, you create a construct of what you think is going to happen, and then you create your own ideas and your own strategies, and you figure out your own path. And that's a, the big difference, I think, between theory and practicality is you can understand theory till you're blue in the face, but until you actually get out there and execute on that theory, 
you really don't know if it's going to work or not in your industry. Just because it's on a blog post doesn't mean it's going to work, but you should read and consume as much as possible to create your own market. Yep. How about you, John? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I would say as far as uh, the strength, um, I'm, I'm not very uh, good with the marketing and the, you know, the, all the tech stuff. So uh, Brandon has been the strength uh, in this. And, and that's why um, we're a very good partnership. Um, you know, Brandon handles all the back end stuff. Um, and, you know, there's been there's been times when, you know, I was like, you know, um, feeling tapped out as far as, you know, um, energy to keep going or financials or anything. And Brandon's always, you know, what he says over and over again is we got to stay laser focused. We got to stay laser focused. And, um, you know, uh, and that's exactly what we've done. And so, um, you know, I, I think one of our strengths is, is uh, really been this partnership. You know, um, we really help each other out a lot. And so, you know, n not everyone starting a business is going to have a partner. Um, but it's all, I I've noticed, you know, a lot of things um, as, as simple as, you know, social media. I'll type up a message and I'll send it to him first. Be like, hey, man, what do you think? Oh, reword this. This, you know, this sounds better, and then and then I'll post it. Um, so just you know, small things like that. Um, but uh, you know, Brandon has really been the the, the big driving force through this whole thing. So that's a really good point you just had there. More, we find that if you do this alone, it's a really lonely journey, and uh, you don't really have anyone to fall back on. And at the same time, if you do it with a partner, you have to realize that you're essentially married to this person. Like there is, you don't get away from this person. You're around these people as much as you are with your significant others because you have to be collaborating day and night. When you're stressed out, they're probably stressed out too. Uh, and if you don't talk to each other all the time, like animosity builds. And if, and if you can figure out a really good way, like you're saying, I do the same thing with Steph, I'll type something and she'll be like, that's terrible. And then we readjust it and modify it. And, uh, and it, it helps build and it gives you that reassurance you need too. So you don't, you have someone to fall back on, you have someone to call and you have someone that's going to tell you it's either, it's going to be okay. And it ends up being the rock that holds you kind of in place. And if you don't have that rock, you're just a lonely entrepreneur out there doing the thing by yourself. Yeah. You know, it, it, one, uh, one saying we came up with is, uh, Brandon is my, uh, business life partner. <laughs> yes, exactly. You can't right. get out of it either. <laughs> yep. you're going to be partners for life that is the, uh, the journey <laughs> attached at the hip and uh, it's pretty cool though. it becomes the person who you can call at 2 o'clock in the morning and be like shit man I just had this great idea or I'm really worried I don't know what to do right now and they're the ones who are going to talk to you and answer and actually deal with your panic or your happiness <laughs> yep. yeah oh yeah text from Brandon at all hours <laughs> that's right, right. <laughs> Oh, That's yeah. how you know you have a good partner too. When you guys are collaborating, it's like midnight and everyone's like pumped and still doing it where everyone's like, all right, we're going to make it through this. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Absolutely. So the other cool thing I, I think that you guys are doing uh, that I see that's always a really cool thing to, to watch is bootstrap financing. Uh, so you don't get this like huge influx from an investor. And more often than not, when I see investor based organizations, you, you see what they do and they're buying like $9,000 pieces of office furniture or whatever, things that they don't need. Whereas when you look at the person who's bootstrap finance, they need to count every penny and every dollar because they can't throw that away. They can't waste it. They can't go like 
skiing on the weekends when the business isn't making money they have to be in there like making sure that they're doing sales marketing and managing and logistics and it's all put together because every dollar counts in that environment yep absolutely absolutely and that's one thing uh you know that's that's actually uh exactly how john uh, started his crossfit gym uh you know if we're, right, you talk about that yeah that's that's exactly it you know bootstrap it is the best way in my opinion because you really value you know the pennies that you do have if, if it is what if it is pennies and then you turn that penny into a dollar reinvest it becomes five and you reinvest and you really just you lay out everything you know like on a spreadsheet of what your expenses are um we're, like i said we're at a time now where you know literally you can do everything from your phone uh excel spreadsheets uh, quickbooks things like that it becomes too easy just to be able to keep the books up to date and know you know where you're at financially um so like you know we're at a time where bootstrapping is yeah it's hard it's hard work like there's been um you know just like what we saw you last time uh chan is uh you know literally uh there was this our most recent uh booth uh we went to carson city to uh hold a booth where you know we're selling uh shirts and uh socks and wrist straps and stuff all of which uh, I've made the wrist straps, uh, you know, right in my basement. Uh, I've screen printed all the shirts, including this one. Like, you know, you, I didn't know how to screen print at first. And then, you know, you just become a, uh, a master at your skill uh, because that's what it takes. And you learn what, you know, you need to do in order to create that brand, uh, create quality content. Um, and th that's what that's what bootstrapping is about is learning the process yourself while being a student, too, and, you know, asking for help and, also being able to recognize, like you said, Chen, where, you know, you got to be able to swallow your pride. And sometimes somebody has a more efficient and better way to do it. And you got to you got to think on it and, you know, let it digest. And then, you know, like I said, it's always a learning process. So the more, especially with the business partner, when you bootstrap and you have a reliable business partner, it really does, you know, uh, put a lot in your arsenal to become successful. Yeah, exactly. And if you have a good partner and a good relationship, uh, it's a win from the outset. And one of the biggest things I think in partnerships too is communication. Uh, if you can't communicate openly about everything, like everything on your mind, good feelings, bad feelings, frustrations, uh, it, that's why we see partnerships end in failure and a lot of that stuff. And that's why you guys are committed as being life partners. You're set because you're already communicating constantly, consistently, efficiently. And, uh, and, and that's the key to partnership success, communications. <laughs> <laughs> like 500 texts a day. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yes, and that, that keeps it open. And that's huge because that's clear lines and clear and open communication. And if you have a partner that you don't hear from for like two or three days or a week, you're, you're freaking out. And you're like, why isn't he talking to me? Where's this person at? We're supposed to be in this together. And just by being open like that, you guys have set yourself up for success long term for having a, a good partnership. Yep. So, so when we think about uh, with the journey you guys have been on, we started off, John has a CrossFit gym. He, he bootstrapped and opened that up. Brandon, you guys have Fortified Nation together, and now you have GoPuck that you're building. Uh, how did we go from gyms to Fortified into the GoPuck Go journey, and what did that look like? <clears throat> go ahead, John. Um. Well, uh, as far as the gym, um, uh, you know, I started CrossFit there at uh, Battleborn there in Reno, and um, 
being active duty, I was uh, stationed down in Southern California and then eventually stationed back uh, here in my home area uh, up near Sacramento. Um, and so it's a, a small town. So there, you know, uh, CrossFit was a new concept. And I just kind of, um, you know, I had, had my level one certification, everything, and I had some experience coaching. Um, so I just uh, I started offering classes. I posted on Facebook. Um, and there started to get a lot of local, um, you know, like, uh, resale pages and things like that on Facebook. And um, I started offering classes for free out of my garage. And it started to get some good traction. And so, um, you know, um, I purchased more gear. I probably dropped like 15 grand in gear. And I had a full, we got affiliated through CrossFit. And I started a whole, you know, mini CrossFit gym, basically. And uh, in one day, we had 30 people come to the garage. And so at that point, I realized like, hey, like, Oh, this could this could do pretty well, and uh, I took that leap. Um, I rented a location, and I probably spent another thirty grand on equipment. And um, you know, things just got going from there. We're in a small town, you know, so we we have a good client base. We've been in business about four years now, so um, you know, um, it's been going good. And um, at this point, uh, we we leverage the gym. We leveraged the gym to help us with Fortify Nation um, to, to use funds for that, for bootstrapping, um, in order to get us to our ultimate goal of uh, launching um, the GoPuck. That's really cool. And that, that, that's such a good idea is building one business to leverage and finance the next. Uh, and that's the ultimate way to, to build as an entrepreneur. You build something up and, and it's the long-term game at the same time. So you start one thing because you know it's going to be what you use to finance the next bigger thing, which you know is what's going to be used to finance the next bigger thing. And you just keep moving up through the journey. And over the course of like three, four, five, six, seven, ten years, you've been able to leverage yourself up and build one thing after another using the other things to build them. Oh, yeah. So, you know, uh, one what's thing exciting? that we've all said, and I know a lot of uh, entrepreneurs have all said this, uh, but one thing to, for our audience to keep in mind is it's about finding value. It's finding value because when you provide value to somebody, that's when they exchange currency, obviously, which funds your business. So if you find value through training clients, uh, whether it's through CrossFit or whatever, okay, you become an expert at that. You get your credentials, get your knowledge, things like that, uh, whatever it is. Uh, you know, it could be, uh, you know, screen printing. Um, a lot of everything we, what we did is no different than you know what most businesses do it, it's finding value to uh, be able to provide in exchange you know obviously you get paid for that and that's that's what it's about you got to find something that you enjoy doing uh and ask yourself how can i provide value to somebody else and then or you saw which provides value and yeah that's huge uh Value is probably the biggest, the single biggest piece of the equation too. And value is what makes or breaks your brand. So as you, as you grow, the more value you can provide and it doesn't have to, it's values something that you either give to the consumer in terms of like content or building a relationship with them, or just like building that base over time and telling them information that's educational, motivational information and uh, information that they can use to help themselves without actually necessarily having to purchase anything. Uh, you continuously build that value and build that awareness and build that brand until you have people who will follow you and purchase anything you put out 
get, uh, take in all the information you put out. And that's how you create raving fans. And if a business has a, a base of raving fans, that's when that business is going to ultimately win in the end, because these are the people that are going to follow them and really, really care about what they're doing. I know much is exciting at the gym have like been extremely supportive of, uh, you know, fortified nation of uh, go puck, uh, you know, they've been, they've been my loyal members and they've been very supportive through this process. So I'm back. you're absolutely. Oh. <laughs> oh, Brandon's back. Lost yeah. him for a second. My uh, phone, I'm outside, you know, I got a sleeping baby and who knows what's going on inside, but, uh, <laughs> it's always good to have backup. See, you get faced with adversity. That's right. You gotta reassess. <laughs> Figure it out. It's my remember phone, the sky is never following yeah. or falling. <laughs> my phone literally shut down because I'm outside because it's 97 degrees here, and it says your phone needs oh. to cool off. So thankfully, <laughs> I have my iPad sitting right in front of me. So <laughs> so you were set. Yeah. yeah, that's the key. The sky is never falling. It's only coming down a little bit. That's so you right. just have to put an umbrella up and then waddle through it that's right yeah <laughs> so, so we were just talking about uh based on like what you were just talking about value i was saying like the way the more value we can give people and the more we can get people to feel like we really really actually care about them and the more we listen to what they're saying the more likely it is we're going to build that raving fan base who's going to purchase anything we have and who's going to want to purchase what we have and then it becomes less of a sales process and more of a communication effort like here's where we're at here's what we're doing you've been following us this long what do you think about what we're doing now? And then you get people approaching you and you get repeat buyers and people who want to, they'll do anything to be part of your story. Mm -hmm. That's right. Absolutely. And that's, that's the big thing that we want to do with Kickstarter. You know, John and I obviously have been in this and, you know, our wives uh, are, you know, by default, I'm uh, married to this, uh, our family. That's right. Aware, you know, whether they like it or not. And, you know, we hear like, oh, this, when you like, what do you, all the damn bottle business, this and that. And, you know, we just, you just keep going. Uh, because then it becomes a point where, you know, why would you stop? You might as well just, you know, as long as you're on a good momentum, keep that momentum going. Because if it dies and you lose focus, then you're going to have to go back to getting that focus again. Um, but back to, uh, you know, the Kickstarter on why we chose that. You know, obviously, like I said, uh, John, I've been in this, just him and I. And uh, one of the big reasons we wanted to go Kickstarter is not just for you know the finances uh because you know we wanted to keep this you know between him and i without any outside investment at least thus far um because being startup you know we want to retain that as much as possible but uh really the crowd aspect the the big it's not the crowd funding it's not even the funding it's the crowd because uh for us this crowdfunding is a opportunity you know for people to become the founding backers of uh, the brand. And that's, that's important to us because it allows us to get uh, real market feedback uh, while we're in the process of it. You know, we're about to, we're have tooling being made. Uh, you know, we could select colors, uh, just little stuff, you know, where we actually, uh, you know, get feedback, real feedback on, on everything. And when somebody backs you, you know, for us, it's not just, okay, Hey, thanks for your money and see you later. Like, no, it's not just that. Like, we are about service after the sale. Like, okay, you're a backer. Like, you can know that you are part of us being able to bring it to life. And therefore, going forward, you know, we're always going to have that relationship. At least we would love to, you know, for most of our backers. And we want other people to feel like, hey, like, that bottle in my cabinet, the GoPuck, like, 
we brought that to market. Like I backed that and we want to know that that, that happened, you know, because like I said, it's all about the journey. It's about having fun with it and, you know, providing value. And if we come up with a product, just John and I think, and then, it, you know, obviously it provides some value, but it provides more value knowing that somebody was a part of it, at least backing the project. And that's why we chose to go that route. That's huge. It's when you, when you look at, Kickstarter and GoFundMe and a lot of these campaigns, especially Kickstarter, because it's a, uh, it's essentially social networking for financing your projects and building up what you're doing. And uh, it's, it's a lot easier than going and trying to find angel investors who want to take a piece of your company, but aren't necessarily connected to the company. Uh, so when, when you do it that way, like you're saying, you get people to not only donate to the what's happening, but you get people to feel like they're part of your story. And when people feel like they're part of your story, they feel connected to that brand. And when they get that connection, that's powerful. And that's an emotional feeling that they get like, Hey, I, I helped that. I built that with them. I, I was part of that. And I got a handwritten letter from them when I donated and, uh, or they personally called me or whatever. And that made me feel special. And now whenever, whatever that they release or they put out, I'm going to share that and make sure my friends know about it. And now you've essentially created a, a networking feeling and a relationship based feeling with all the key people who are customers and their networks. Cause now they're going to share to everybody because they're so proud and pumped to be part of what you're doing. That's right. Absolutely. And that's the culture, the culture of caring. That's oh. right. Absolutely. Service after the sale, you know, it's not, just that's right. The money exchange and have a nice day. It's like, Hey, let me know truly what you think. You're now a part of this journey. So. Yeah. That's huge. That's customer centric. It used to be a one way talking line with the brand telling spewing down everybody's throats what they should think and feel and now it's customer centric or customer driven so it has to go to the customer and it has to come back to the brand and then if that both sides are listening and understanding that's how you drive and do a customer driven strategy where they really do feel like you care about them mm -hmm. absolutely you have anything to add john um no i mean you uh you, you said you said a lot there, Brandon. So <laughs> <laughs> he's you guys are so connected. He speaks for you. <laughs> I read. His he can mind. finish your sentences. Come over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's um. So wrapping this up, just talk. Tell me where people can go and learn about your project on Kickstarter and how they can ask questions or get involved if they want to. And if you you guys have been following this podcast, and everybody else does, and they know. I know, I've never actually told anybody about your product on here. So being hands on means that it's you're really gonna follow up with what you're doing and you're really pumped and you're really here to help people out. So tell me how they can find it and uh, how they can get in contact with you guys. Yeah. So, yeah. Go ahead, John. Oh, I was gonna say, um, so uh as of right now we are uh, live on Kickstarter. Um so if you go to Kickstarter um and just search a uh, go putt. G O P U C C and uh, it'll it'll pull right up. Um, we're we're on Facebook, GoPuck, and we're also on Instagram, GoPuck. So um, Instagram seems to be um, kind of uh, more of our niche. So um, we're we're gaining some good traction on Instagram. Um, and uh, yeah, do you have anything, Brian? So, yeah, um, we have our social channels, obviously. Uh, we're very responsive to direct messages, emails. You know, we're on that all the time. Um, you can reach out, uh, you know, Facebook, Instagram, um, and, of course, good old email. You can go to gopuck.com, G-O-P-U-C-C.com, um, and send it right to our email address. Uh, both John and I, as well as our spouses, are all 
uh, we're always checking on it and uh, making sure people are getting their questions answered in a timely fashion. So I always love it to see the spouses involved. Yeah. Um, they're part of the partnership too. Right. <laughs> it's exciting. Yep. So uh, all they drive the the wagon. Like without Steph, I'd probably fall apart. <laughs> if, they, if I didn't have them, I'd starve. So I, I have to keep them happy. You That's know? true. <laughs> so uh, I'll add all that stuff in the show notes too, so everybody can go to the follow you guys on social media and go to the Kickstarter and all that. And thanks for being on the podcast. It's it was good bringing you guys on. Thanks yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, definitely. This will be up on iTunes and SoundCloud probably later today. So that would be exciting for all our audio-based listeners, which is like everyone. (laughs) Yeah. Like I said, you know, driving to work, you got to listen to those podcasts. That's right. All right. Last thing, if you guys could give one piece of advice, like one short piece of advice, what would you give for someone who's thinking about this but hasn't taken the plunge? We'll start with John. Just do it. There we go. Just do it. (laughs) That's it. I was, execute, I was right? Just gonna <laughs> execute. That is the difference. Anything you do, just, everybody's got ideas, but nothing starts to actually execute. That's right. And then you, at least you can say you tried and you did it. Yep. Because which if, is you huge. if you don't do that, you're always going to wonder. That's right. And you never want to be left wondering like, what if? Nope. That's nope. a terrible feeling. That is terrible. Like no one should go <laughs> their life like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. All right, guys, thanks for coming on the podcast. This was Chan's Logic episode 26 with GoPuck. That's G-O-P-U-C-C. See you guys out there. If you got questions, post them in the comments, and we'll all get on there and go back and forth. Thanks again. You're welcome. See ya. See ya.